Got barbecue sauce on the mic. <laughs> guys Real are welcome. Professional. Thanks, Chase. Really appreciate that. The tools of our trade now smell a lot better. I, I yeah. can't. I can't wait until the next time I accidentally, because all these mics get mixed up when I put them away and bring them back out. I can't wait until the next time I pull my pull one of these mics out and think to myself, "There's no way this mic actually smells like barbecue sauce, right?" That's. Do I need to go to a hospital right now? I don't even know mm-hmm. what's happening. There's there's all sorts of things these mics could accidentally smell like that you'll be very skeptical about initially, and then oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then at Jizz one point, is what I'm hinting at at some point that's going to be involved. <laughs> So welcome to this episode of Scale is Needed. I Let's just start again, with the word jizz. Again, don't have a... <laughs> wow, just... I thought I could have potentially... No, you have to start right when out. Cliff says jizz. That's good. You have to start with that, and then this conversation, but with no context None. prior. Zero context. Uh, Kyle is returned from the dead. I'm back, you guys. He's... he's Bowie's uh, excited. Bowie. Or Bowie is really into Loki in a sexual way. One yeah. of the two things is exciting him. We're not Dude, sure. Dude, uh, there's, you know, there's a there's a physical change that happens in dogs, uh, male dogs, yeah. where their balls become become like grotesquely present. Yes. And balls at tw- yeah. like forty five seconds. Ooh, in. Here I, we I go. haven't guys. seen his balls yet. I want to see his balls. Uh, and Bo's Bo's balls. <laughs> Bose Are. balls, isn't that a kids show on uh, like PBS? Bose balls, Bose, Bose, Bose balls are boisterous. <laughs> Bose boisterous balls. The letter of the word is the letter of the day is B. Yeah, as the letter of the word. Bowie's ball sack. Bowie's, Bowie's big bouncing ball sack of boisterous balls, <laughs> bulging bulbous ball sack. Enjoy the podcast, yeah. everybody. So Thanks for showing. Do we have up. a name for this episode. Mm. Bowie's boisterous bulging ball sack variation. Do you have mm-hmm. a name? Do you have a name for this? No, I don't. Game? I don't. That's well, you know. Either way, I, that I, one is brought to you by Armin Hammer at Armin Hammer on Instagram and Twitter. Shoot, Thanks for at the name. Armin Hammer TV. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> at the Naked CrossFit. <laughs> uh, my like point is, my point <laughs> is that the same the same type of uh, magnificent change that goes on physically in Bowie's body to produce those balls mm-hmm. uh, and then and then display them to me at unexpected moments mm. causes a psychological change of of equal potentially greater <laughs> oh. effect within my mind because mm-hmm. my little puppy baby now's got a sack on him <laughs> and that a big thing, old sack of venom on him <laughs> that, thing, that thing it shifts it moves. It it dangles, it calls your name in the night. <laughs> it makes you want to fire rubber bands at it. Just, it's messed just, up. It's really strange. It's I see like I've never I've never like had two felt few. grapes. I've never had. So you, so you, went, you went from balls. viewing you went from viewing him as a little puppy to now as competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, hey, keep it's your distance, really, bro. It's really weird. Keep your distance from the lady. I you're like very like, protective I of Loki. I feel like my lats flare around him now. So, Armin, I guess the question is, the question is, uh, who's is bigger? His are definitely bigger. Uh, there's, why do you think Why do you think I'm bringing this up? And I have the pictures side by side to prove it. <laughs> Which Hold I will still, insert Bowie. into the video on YouTube right here. Right, yes. You got it, guys. Uh, I'm curious to see what joke he'll come up with. Uh, <laughs> it's like just two kiwis next to two other furry fruits. I don't know. 
I don't know, guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. Straight up, up, up the actual picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. You can't. You, they can't see my face. Just, no one will really know. Just Armin doing the brain next to a confused Bowie. <laughs> uh, it's like in Annihilation when uh, Oscar Isaac is like pointing at the thing in the belly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that added a much darker vibe to the whole thing. Now I'm frightened for Bowie. Yeah, I I feel like, dude, I get it. I fucking get it. I mm-hmm. get like I get the old gods. I get Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. I get it all now, and yeah. it, it all comes from the madness that is the sudden growth of <laughs> right. my, my dog's nutsack. Yeah. You Man. got it. You stared lying. into the void of his nutsack and yeah. found that it was staring back at you. Sonny, I think you have a great nutsack. Well, Sonny's oh. nutsack is empty, so that makes it dope. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's so chill. That's why he's a very oh chill boy. Welcome back to this. Uh, hey, dude, don't eat that. Welcome back to Scale is Needed, guys. That's, uh, but who is he talking to? Bowie's <laughs> like, oh, daddy, my balls are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This little Muppet is like suffering from an Akira esque balls. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, did, you hear the Akira, did you hear the Akira news uh, live this week? Movie? Live is action. Taika Watiti, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and what we do in the shadows will be directing, also, apparently. Thank doesn't God. he play Craig? The, the he rock? does. He plays Krieg, the uh, Rook Monster yeah. in the thing. Yep. That yeah. was my best, That's my a pretty best good high pitched Kiwi accent. I could, I could sustain it for four syllables. So that is how many I gave you. So, um,. Not fantastic. much has changed. The word fantastic makes it weird. Since the last time that we had all of us on, uh, not a lot has changed. No. And, no. and we're right back at it. Yep. Running. running. Before we get into any like, fitness talk changed. or anything, no. I do have a package that has been delivered <laughs> <laughs> to all of us. Oh, this comes from uh, Kelly Boucher of RX State of Mind. Okay. And, uh, and if you're listening, the package is about six feet tall, <laughs> six feet wide, six feet deep it I says think it might uh, be another set of dog nuts it's a mummy it says it says and <laughs> try not to try not to spoil it for you right here it says right. uh hey scale is needed crew mm. big fan of the podcast been a loyal listener ever since the trap bar deadlift days yeah. oh shit yeah. Yeah. you guys the saga of the trap bar deadlift guy yeah. was never resolved that's going to be the luke's lightsaber of scales yes. needed 20 years from now right. when jj abrams creates <laughs> the next trilogy we're gonna hear his laugh at the very end of the trailer yeah yeah. Uh, just wanted to share the love and send you some free stuff. I included some Doritos as requested by the Bogart Brothers. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, sincerely, it's Memorial Day. I'm eating these Doritos. I hope you guys arrived on the perfect day. Enjoy the shirts. Chase and Armin, I tried to pick designs that I thought you would like. Kyle and Cliff, I have sent you designs featuring your two favorite movements. And parentheses, I too would love to see the all deadlift crossfit. <laughs> hey, there we go. Keep Sick. up the good work. Awesome. You guys are the highlight of yeah. my week. Yours in fitness, Kelly Boucher. Fuck yeah. CEO, artist, and head janitor of RX State of Mind. Thank you very <laughs> nice. much, Kelly. So we have yeah. RX State yeah. of Mind. Yeah. That follows me on uh, Instagram. So yeah. uh, I know that. I got a Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch uh, burri- Doritos. <laughs> Burrito. Uh, Kyle got a Cool Ranch Dorito. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess we could yeah. trade these. You know me Cliff, about these. These yeah. Cliff gets nacho a nacho cheese. cheese. All right, so but what, let's see what the shirts are actually yeah. like. Oh wow! Uh, let's start, let's start with uh, let's start with with yours, Kyle, since you have two hands available. All right. All right. So okay. Kyle is opening the package shirt. Let's and see. again, this all, by the way, comes so from gray, the fact that gray or black if you Heather. Send us anything; uh, we will show it off onto the show. Nice. Yo. 
Oh, nice. that's just that's pretty yeah. fucking sweet. A superhero so it's a, shirt. It's a shirt that says squat and it has like the Shazam lightning bolt on exactly. it. A big Shazam lightning bolt. And honestly, it reminds bolt. me of the kind of Jolt Cola logo back in the day. Is that what it is? The I Jolt dig it. Cola I th- logo? I think there's a slight chance Either that the lightning bolt represents your quad exploding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Cliff, what's yours? I mean, is yours going to be the same? Your quad hasn't exploded. Have you ever squatted no. to the max? Yeah, Cliff is. A, it's a rainbow. <laughs> it's a Dude. rainbow that says it's deadlift that's day. Spot on. Let's oh yeah, day. that's great. That's Dope. spot right. on. Chasey Boo. Deadlift all right. Day is my next day at the gym. This is all me. Deadlift day is my next day at the gym. <laughs> this is all me. <laughs> Into a microphone. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. I have no idea how you guys opened and also used the mic at the same time. We didn't. Time. I put it down. Oh well. I'm doing both. So. Yeah, Chop I have no out. idea how you guys did it. Oh wait, I'm doing this I'm right doing now. Right now. All right, here we go. All right, Chase has put down the microphone. Is drum roll, please. Oh, just oh, a just badass. Straight I like up, it. RX, RX state, of state of mind. He understands okay. that Chase is about representing that fitness life. That's a deadlift bar right there. I'm pretty yes. sure. So we're gonna count it. That's a fantastic shirt. Thank you so much, guys. And yes. mine. <laughs> <laughs> It's what a it? big boy with a dumbbell, an <laughs> old school strongman dumbbell on it. That's sure awesome. Is. Fantastic. So mine is Bob's big boy. Well, Obviously yeah. not not uh, uh, completely licensed yeah, and, yeah. and licensed copyright totally. issue oh. free. Yes. Uh, holding a giant old school uh, strongman barbell with the big yeah. round weights. I'm Bob's sure. big boy being a Southern California special. Yes, that's true. I'm yeah. a little biased, but I think my shirt kicks all your guys' shirt's ass. Just it is the most yeah. descriptive. Yes. And <laughs> I think state of mind. <laughs> like Chase is all about representing fitness brands. It's all it's very on brand for you to yeah, to wear the to wear the Arc State of Mind shirt. But I remember is it Bob's big boy that's in Terminator at the beginning of Terminator? Uh, or is yes, that a variation? Perhaps. Something something I think it's a variation similar. of oh, okay, that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. It's a different uh, it's a different thing. So so I thank you very much that that. to uh, thank you very much Kelly Boucher, Bobby Boucher uh, from RX State. I really yes, appreciate thank you that. Very Kelly, much. you are you're one of the greats. You're a hero. The uh, the currently our number one fan. The seventeen thousand dollars of ad space that you just got for free <laughs> only by sending us a bunch of shirts and some Doritos. This could be your company, yes. fa- folks, Feel fellas, free. folks. <laughs> Folks and fellas, feel free to send us T-shirts or seventeen thousand dollars, whichever one you prefer. Yeah, whatever you want on the air. Chase, I mean, Chase is right, and Kyle has said this multiple times. Literally, whatever you send, Kyle and Cliff will not only endorse, yes, but will also probably feature it on the show. Yes, uh, if whatever you send will one way or another be incorporated into our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just which create. I actually g- recently got by the. I don't even know. Uh, it's it's over there. It's behind the camera right now. I actually got sent a. Sure. I got sent a, an unreleased supplement from one of our favorite supplement companies. You guys, you mm. guys were professional Blonix athletes oh, for a shit. while. Oh, oh shit! Blonix oh, shit. sent me. Uh, Blonix sent me an as yet unreleased tester pack of their newest, and I can't. I don't think I can say what it is, but oh, okay. it's a, it's a new type of. Thing. Uh, product that they're they're uh, they're putting together and testing, so uh, you guys can fight over who wants to mm, try it uh, and have yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. 
So, Come on, Blonix, send more jars of things that I can take. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. I actually really enjoyed, as I've said before. You're gonna love this. And... It's it's fuck, I fuck fuck a jar, dude. This is an unlabeled pouch. <laughs> You're gonna fucking love That's it. You feel up. a little bit nervous driving home with that? Not at all. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, mm. cocaine cowboys. That's <laughs> could be cocaine, could be anthrax, or could be a supplement. Could be cocanthrax. Cocanthrax. <laughs> the newest pre-workout from. Full Metal Jacked Cocanthrax. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. That already exists, dog. Uh, uh, Kyle, where have you been? Where have I been? We're just trying to piece together. I've only missed one episode, I think, because I think we were kind of an off week. But I um, but uh, I was in Oakland for a while. So I've been to uh, for a week visiting a buddy of mine. And then, and you are, man, you were traveling. What have you, I don't even know how much oh, we've actually covered on this podcast. We, 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 we covered pretty much every yeah. go back and listen to yeah, the show. You're going to have to listen uh, to that I, episode. I'm not a listener. All right, so then let me let me catch you up real quick. Uh, mm. I went to Iceland and I lifted a legendary strongman stone. Good. Uh, fuck everybody who told me that I couldn't lift yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Including me. Uh, I, thank you very much. Uh, I went to uh, CrossFit HQ mm-hmm. and I interviewed Greg glassman mm-hmm. and then since then by the way crossfit has just completely shut off their facebook and instagram <laughs> they sure yeah uh-huh. they're like you uh-huh. know what these uh these, these i guess rest in peace guy who discerns whether or not we will make it onto the crossfit yeah. instagram ever yeah, again jeff little senior uh-huh. correspondent yeah, yeah. jeff little senior uh-huh. correspondent uh-huh. jeff little uh-huh. Out Came of a job. Hot take, said that was the most likely reason why we'll never make it back onto their <laughs> Facebook or Instagram. And, uh-huh. um, and yeah, that, that guy is now on, on the unemployment line. And But you know what? I'd say as inconvenient as that might sound, it's justified by such a baller letter that uh, I, I have to uh, I have to be in support of it. That was such an awesome letter they mm-hmm. uh, posted there, given their reasons. You know, um, so quick rundown. Excuse me for everybody who has not yet read this letter is uh, basically <laughs> basically uh, CrossFit decided that Facebook's security and privacy and censorship issues are are uh, making it a platform that they can no longer trust, mm-hmm. and because of that, are completely nuking like a followership of. 12 to 15 million people mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty sweet oh, yeah. and uh, one of the reasons that they gave and I think this is probably the specific one you're referring to oh, I'm referring Claire, to all of them but yeah go for it uh, the socialist utopian oh yeah well that that's owners of Facebook yeah. and their well, the, censorship their whole, all their bullet points there were just like a point-by-point takedown of Facebook as a company overall, apart mm-hmm. from any way in which it affected CrossFit, although the ways in which they tied it into the food and beverage companies and all that stuff. But I think what was actually most interesting is the uh, how they started it, uh, uh, starting with talking about banting seven-day fat meal plan yeah, or something was, like that. That was, the, uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Apparently, there was a Facebook group with like a million and a half people on it. Mm-hmm. That's like a South African Facebook group that has uh, – the, it's like a banting diet – um, which is associated with uh, Dr. Tim Noakes, mm-hmm. who's like a friend of CrossFit's. And uh, it's like a high-fat, low-carb lifestyle diet thing. And it got shut down for no reason and then was like reinstated for no reason. And like none of it was ever communicated. And I think that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes a lot of sense to me uh, for, for various reasons. This is one of those situations where in a strange way, like hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. Like this is a very Greg Glassman 
new era of CrossFit mm-hmm. move, something that probably we should have been able to predict. And I've been racking my brain ever since it happened, thinking to myself, you know what the next thing is going to be. Like, yeah. you, you know, like somewhere inside you, the puzzle pieces <laughs> are there. You just need to put it together and that's, figure Is that it why out. there are so many newspaper clippings and twine laid out across this table right now, that's, Armin? That is, are you piecing it together? I am trying to piece it together. Mm-hmm. I lose sleep at nights trying to trying to piece it together. And why is there an entire alphabet and Christmas lights strung all over your wall? Are you communing with Greg Glassman, that's, Stranger that's Things style? How we, that is that's, how we communicate. That's actually Magic the Gathering related. Oh, sick. So, uh, sick. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I it makes a lot of sense for various reasons, but... I put out a video that was basically like, you know, in my opinion, it, it's a really extreme move, which I still think it's a very extreme yeah. move. That doesn't mean it's wrong or right. I just think it's a very extreme move. And uh, the while the reasoning makes sense to me, I think CrossFit generally has become sort of like a community movement, like a social uh, experiment in a way, and like kind of removing that that platform of you know CrossFitters being able to very easily communicate with one another and non-CrossFitters. Uh, might be a bad move. So I made a video about that. <laughs> and then... Um, My channels got terminated. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a text message from someone at CrossFit HQ mm. saying, uh, so I gave Greg your number. <laughs> and Greg Glassman and I, whenever we had phone calls, it was, it was into like a party line. Mm-hmm. It was basically like he has his own private conference line. So yeah, we, yeah. we would each call into his conference line. So we didn't have each other's number. There was no reason for us to mm-hmm. do that. And now we do. <laughs> now we definitely do. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. that text message was uh, was basically, I gave Greg your number, like, you know, incoming, right? <laughs> I got I got a bunch of, gr- like, really, really sweet text messages from Greg Glassman. It's like, it's something that I'm... That's I, rad. I, yeah. So I got a bunch of texts from Greg. And he was like, uh, he was like, it was like a Saturday morning mm-hmm. or Sunday morning, or maybe this was just a couple days ago. And he goes... Um, He's like, you're not still asleep, right? Like, you don't, you're not getting your beauty sleep, are you? Like, let's, <laughs> let's fucking talk, man. Okay. So, so we we connected, and he called me, and in true Greg Glassman fashion, if you if you watch the interview that I had with him, mm-hmm. you know, he he generally enjoys uh, conversations like that, but a lot of times, like, he knows what he wants to talk about and what he wants to say, and so he just like gets into it. And so, we had this long call, like 20, 30 minute long call, and a, a big part of it was him sort of talking about his decision about CrossFit, right? And and where it came from and why he made this decision and what he's trying to do. And uh, he made this really interesting point where he doesn't see CrossFit HQ's role as, um, I guess it would be B to C, right? Mm-hmm. Business to consumer. Mm-hmm. He sees CrossFit HQ's role as hmm. a B to B. Oh, that is a very big so change. HQ's for... existence oh. is solely as a B2B for the affiliates. Wow. It's just mm. there for trainers and affiliates. And it's not, to him, it's not their job to hmm. market. He even was making an interesting point about how CrossFit HQ shouldn't be in the business of trying to get someone in an affiliate's door mm-hmm. because that's the affiliate's job. You get yeah, somebody yeah. in the door, right? You uh-huh. train them, you teach mm-hmm. them, you get them fit, and then they'll get someone else in the door through word of mouth. That's the best type of marketing there is. And uh, his his point is that CrossFit's job is to handle things that the affiliates on an affiliate level cannot, which is what HQ has been doing. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of like fighting and dismantling the NSCA and stopping licensure and stopping... Ending you know, sugar. 
ending ending sugar, just all sugar. It's gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Uh, talking about going all the way back to uh, being able to hindsight 2020 and see this where it came from with Glassman. Remember those early stories about starting an affiliate, talking about how useless marketing was, mm-hmm. how useless putting up marketing paper flyers for your gym is and all that, whereas CrossFit, largely the CrossFit games were justified explicitly from us these last years as marketing for CrossFit. For so for sure. the guy who's not mm-hmm. into marketing, spending half of your company's uh, revenues on glorified marketing, yeah. I can see, and I can he's see the like, difference there. Uh, he, he you know, made another point where he's like, I don't want an uneducated population mm-hmm. coming into an affiliate. And as an affiliate owner, that was the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. People who didn't understand or weren't open to the idea that CrossFit might be something different than what they were expecting it to be made the worst potential clients. Mm-hmm. They just weren't going to fit in and they weren't going to like buy into what we were trying to sell them. Right. Mm. So, you know, he he's like, I don't I don't want an un I don't want the masses of people who who believe and have learned one thing and one way of doing things mm-hmm. to try and come into CrossFit gym and, and try and be a part of our, our group because they're not going to, they're not going to assimilate. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be a part of our group. And he was secondarily, uh, the last stat that he heard is that a- almost three quarters of Americans are on Facebook. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He goes, three quarters of Americans are on Facebook. The smartest people I know are not. Because <laughs> I would rather build my business on the twenty five percent that don't use Facebook than the seventy five percent that do. Well, and then I was like, sick oh, burn, fuck. Chase. You have well, a here, Facebook page. Well, here, I know. All of yeah. all of us have Facebook yeah. pages. Well, yeah. he, all of us. He's not. He ain't lying there. Because here is an interesting thing. Uh, wh- how I interpreted this uh, part of the letter is not that uh, CrossFit's throwing away this opportunity to talk to people, but that CrossFit is basically being an early adopter in the exodus from Facebook and these various traditional, you know, this oligopoly of social media platforms that kind of all started in the 2006, seven, eight timeframe and which eventually essentially collectively constitute the public square and have for the last 10 years Mm -hmm. as the corruption and problems with those social media networks (laughs) are increasingly becoming exposed and there might be government monopoly action against them and they just break apart. Companies are just, and just they've become so much more dangerous and unstable and unpredictable with if you can, a whole company's website can be taken down or not website, web uh, Facebook page can be taken down without warning or anything like that. You can't, plan long-term business like that so i think everyone's going to be fleeing these things over the next few years crossfit's just starting that first yeah Yeah. pushing pushing traffic to the site is Mm -hmm. like the main thing right they want Mm -hmm. that's that's what i kind of took it as they want the conversations that happen on Mm -hmm. instagram and facebook to be happening underneath their blog post underneath their workout of the day yeah that way they own it and plus there's also a lot of uh, those companies and a lot of uh, companies that were built on the backs of that sort of click economy and that attention economy were never profitable and people and it's finally the bubble that was built around them continuing to gain investment on more and more clicks with the hope that one day that they would be able to have a viable business model is starting to pop and you'll see those the, the things rolling back so you see that bigger ch- trend everywhere but what I think is really interesting about what you just said Armin is I think it's kind of beginning to reveal the the ultimate shape behind what Greg Glassman has really been doing with all of these changes going mm. all the way back to the 
you know, regionals being canceled before, which is I get the sense that he sees that he sees CrossFit entering the kind of global space, the global sphere, I think, with all of these serious organizations that are having serious impact on the health and fitness that he's fighting, that he's developing adversarial relationships with, and he needs to make CrossFit into one of those types of entities that um, is busy doing the work of kind of creating the culture of nutrition or the kind of intellectual uh, discourse of nutrition and fitness in the country, rather than being like an entertainment organization that's busy putting on a sporting event. And that's really interesting because, I mean, I think we've all kind of sensed that a little bit, but then when you kind of see the full realization of that, like it being more of a background organization that is there to support the affiliates and to basically do work like real work in the space of policy, in the space of public education, that sort of thing to make people healthier. That's really an interesting long-term goal. And it's like, it's kind of obvious now when you say it, that it makes sense that that's been where all of this is headed, but there it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's this, there's this concept of something called inevitability in gamesmanship and like chess and you know, game, like card Avengers games Endgame. and in Avengers Endgame. I am inevitable. There's a, there's a I am Iron Man. Um, dude, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, so there's this concept of inevitability where your the moves that you make mm. and the strategy that you plan shouldn't necessarily be about what's, what's happening, uh, uh, you know, next turn or next move or three moves right what you're looking at is is how am i how am i affecting the countdown clock to victory mm -hmm. right am i getting is every step getting me closer to that countdown mm -hmm. clock and is every step making that countdown clock more and more inevitable to yep. to my victory and so to me the concept of of hq becoming not necessarily becoming maybe that's what it was supposed to be to begin with but hq leaning into being b2b uh, supporting the affiliates, mm -hmm. not really giving a shit about trying to convert a hundred thousand new CrossFitters to the mm -hmm. cause, and more about how do you support and make sure the affiliates get to do what they're doing, and then the affiliates can one by one prove their case mm -hmm. and get one mm -hmm. more person each time yeah. showing up, and that to me, that's a move that has inevitability written all yeah. fucking over it because there's nothing, uh, there, there's there's nothing that isn't. Uh, it, it, integral to the success of that cause within that move yeah and it's also just interesting to think about that front being kind of decentralized to all of the affiliates who are going to do the kind of boots on the ground work of actually do making that kind of change my question is as he begins to decentralize these things what role does bitcoin play in this and also <laughs> what is bitcoin and can anyone explain God it to me anybody does anybody know i certainly don't i can explain it to you sweet do you really want to no, know i'm kidding continue no, that's all I got. Okay, sweet. Great show, guys. So speaking of fitness, mm -hmm. oh, God, while I try and mm -hmm. finagle my body into the seat. Mm -hmm. That's not a good transition. We were always speaking of fitness yeah. vaguely. Were we even speaking of fitness just then? We were. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Speaking of things tangentially related to fitness, Chase and I did Murph today. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. What? Yes, against right. main site programming. <laughs> main site uh, was Cindy. Okay. I incorporated uh, 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 uh. Cindy into my into my merch. Oh, dog. you did them both at the same time. Oh, I did yeah. them at the same damn time. Did you to get a separate clock for your Cindy portion of Murph? Yes. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. That's the most no, I, fit I way did, to do it. I did no such thing. Chase uh, Chase did Cindy, but with a mile warm up and a mile cool down and in a mm -hmm. weight vest. God, it was, those miles were. It was such a trudge, man. 
Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty rough. I'll be honest. The real MVP for my Murph experience was Sonny. Yeah, I brought Sonny to the gym. <laughs> uh, that that and old man dog. Him. That <laughs> old man <laughs> dog dragged me up and down that mile, mile <laughs> course in both directions. It was great, uh, and gave me great excuse for being slow on both those miles because he had to pee and poop both times. Nice. What up? It was pretty Word. good. Um, the highlight for Murph for me was I think at one point I kicked Armin in the face. <laughs> Correct. Which was pretty great. Doing a kipping pull-up or nope. a push-up? No, push-ups. He was no. behind me. I was no just push. near him. I wasn't even like in kicking distance. You just, uh, kept, I you I just kept flying in Bruce Lee style he, and kick the side the of way that So the way that a normal human being dismounts out of their push-up uh-huh. is... You know, they might like get onto their knees, sit up, and then like put one foot forward and lunge uh-huh. up. Or they might like step their feet up, or maybe even really explosively <laughs> oh, yeah. do like a burpee move and like jump both their yeah. feet up to hop stand up, right? Hop uh-huh. onto their feet. Uh-huh. Uh, the way that Chase dismounts <laughs> out of his push up and into a squat position is by doing a break dancing move and flinging his entire body, just kicking, swinging his legs out to his left, cool. where I thought I was safe if a normal human being was standing yeah. up out of the bottom of the push I need to see a demo of this, because I can't even picture what you're talking about. We, bro- we break dance fought, okay. basically. Okay. I lost. Wait, uh-huh. did you guys step up? Who stepped up? Was Chase, that the one? Chase we, we stepped, up. stepped up. Okay, you both two. stepped up. He got served, though. <laughs> he got served. That's, I think, what I was looking nice, for. Nice, dude. That was good. There you go. Yeah, yeah. man, that was... After after doing it last year, I did uh, last year I did an unpartitioned with the with the weight vest, Ugh. and uh, I got like a low low grade case of rhabdo. Didn't have to go to the doctor or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low grade. Uh, this is when we were still. So you didn't work as hard as you could have worked. Oh, we we definitely I definitely went too yeah. hard. Chase Chase went into a deep dark place, <laughs> and uh, we actually we didn't have we didn't have an office. We we weren't in the office together anymore because at that point we both were unemployed. Yeah, we were both unemployed. We were both very recently unemployed. Yeah, we were both very recently unemployed. Mm. But my uh, my arms basically became not movable. My lats, no mobility. Which is great. So I was like straight T-Rex. And then I got super duper fucking sick. Like like mm. I thought I was going to either die or, or go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go to the hospital. Let's I hope the die. hospital is but an intermediate step it. on the way to death. You always want to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, man. So I didn't want to do. I prefer to see. I prefer to circumvent it all together. <laughs> I don't want to come on so quick. No hospital in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't want to repeat that feeling again this year. So, so how did we re-strategize this year? I, I re-strategized by uh, first telling people that uh, the way that they should do it is ten rounds mm. of of ten. Wait, what, which one is it? 10, 10 uh, 20, 30. Is yeah, 10, 20, 20, 30. Um, and then all those people, unbeknownst to them, I decided to do 20 rounds of 5, 10, 15. Mm. Uh, the Cindy style. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, that's my first time ever doing it that style. Normally yeah, I do yeah. 10 rounds or like I'll knock out the pull-ups and then like combine the push-ups and squats. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll do it unpartitioned. But yeah. got to say, I feel a lot better at the moment. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. feel completely nuked. Uh I'm hopeful, hopeful that I'll be able to use my arms the rest of the week. That's, yeah. that's my biggest goal for this, Murph. Yeah, partitioning just is it's a whole different workout. Because, uh, like, I can't, like, I could maybe eke through for a while, like, a, like Cindy style. You do, you partition it almost any other way, and I'm tapping out very, very easily. Or I'm just not doing it all together like I, I also, did today. I also realize, even though it is a uh, sin to uh, scale Murph, but if I were to scale Murph, what I would do is just give myself 20 minutes in the middle there. Do as many Cindy rounds you can get done in 20 plan. minutes. Yep. Do run a mile, however much you can get done a Cindy, which for me at that point would be 
10 and then uh, uh, run straight, run another mile. You know, I I don't think, um, first of all, I think the the discussion about whether there's like a a right or wrong way of doing Murph is a really strange discussion. Important one to have. (laughs) Because, (laughs) you know, there's, there's one end of the spectrum, and really I mean the spectrum, Mm -hmm. which is saying something like, I'm going to do it strict and unpartitioned. There's no it there's no such thing as doing it uh doing it like uh, any other way than to the most maximal suffering way possible mm-hmm. because that's what it's supposed to be there for. And then on the other end of the spectrum again still on the spectrum uh is <laughs> me <laughs> and sneaky fit and uh-huh. like you know I want to be able to walk and work out again this week, you know two days from now, tomorrow, God forbid. Yeah, you know what's so, another great way to do Murph? Do half of Murph. You know what's another great way to do Murph? Just just do a very long fucking workout. Donate to one of a mm-hmm. dozen different fucking charities that yeah, could that's what potentially and I did. We donated to actually the separately. Good work. Uh, so we didn't have to work. Uh, that that could actually make a difference <laughs> in the lives of of you know the surviving <laughs> veterans out there, and then treat it like a really tough big workout that you actually want to be able to recover from at mm-hmm. some point. And so uh, secondarily to that point, just just to make a semantics point, BT fucking dubs. Yeah, yeah. When it was posted on CrossFit.com, you it literally says partition the middle as needed. Yep. So <laughs> the RX version mm-hmm. of Murph is just run the mile, do 100, 200, 300, yeah. run the mile, wear a vest, it doesn't fucking matter what the 100, 200, 300 looks like. I thought that that was, a, in my mind, always an essential part of Murph was partition oh, yeah. as needed. Partition as needed yeah. is like I don't the Was that ever thing. in debate? It's the, only, it's the only workout that CrossFitters yeah. have ever done that actually functions mm-hmm. that way. It was kind of the Murph thing was the partition as needed part of the workout. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, best, the best one, guys, is 369. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I've heard 33 rounds of 369 followed mm-hmm. by one final championship round of 1 2 3. Yeah. Is, is a good while, way of doing while it. listening to 36 Mafia. My Dear God. My way of doing it the 50 <laughs> rounds of 246 mm-hmm. is uh equivalently good uh as long as you can keep your transitions short. Remember uh, sorry, I just I, I, this random old school CrossFit memory have to get it in here. Dave the CrossFit uh, HQ posting to crossfit.com a video of Dave Lipson doing Isabel in like 55 seconds or something Christ. like that. Um, and uh, just the bitchy comments in the uh, underneath it in like the thread. I remember this was a, a decade ago. So like, I count zero reps because uh, Isabel is fucking squat. Am I thinking of Isabel? No. What am I thinking of? What's the one with all yeah. the, the, the snatches? snatches. Yeah, yeah, Isabel. Yeah. Isabel is done with squat snatches only. He's power snatching. It's like I, he didn't hit full depth once. I count once. I count zero reps. And uh, I was like, you know what? I think it's still pretty impressive that he lifted that bar a bunch of times in one minute. Yeah. You know, CrossFitters on the whole are pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. We're a really welcoming bunch. You know, we have a great community that supports one another. But then there's also, unfortunately, did you just smell your hand, Chase? Yeah, man, I got a like whiff of like dog butthole, and mm-hmm. I was making sure it wasn't my hand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it could be coming from any of the three dog buttholes in the immediate proximity <sighs> to us. Or it could be your three upper dog lip. buttholes inside of like a gotcha. five foot radius. Uh, there's also the the I think fact it's the that mic. our community, <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking, happens to have a lot of people who are semantically involved. I think is a really nice mm-hmm. way of putting things, mm-hmm. which is. 
the the meanings of words are very fucking important to them. And yeah. when they see something like snatch, they think to themselves, well, this must mean a full snatch. And therefore, Aspies. nothing means. Yeah, nothing means <laughs> anything. <laughs> Aspies uh, is what you're saying. We're all, we're all on the spectrum a little yes. bit, aren't we? So uh, anyway, my point is there is no right or wrong way to do Murph. Uh, and and if you argue otherwise, you're probably just making a really strange sort of like mm-hmm. flex moment. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, this isn't the hill to die on. No, it's <clears> not that important. Yeah, and I, I also it just like seems strange. I didn't even realize that that was a debate because it was always just like the defining attribute. It speaks to another another aspect, by the way, and uh, it's just a workout. I think people should repeat this to themselves, like on a regular basis. It is just exercise, mm-hmm. right? You're not in war. Mm-hmm. You you aren't gonna die. Yep. You're probably. Not, you're probably not gonna die. Yep. You're, Literally, no part of this experience is going to better inform you about what it's like to be on a battlefield. <laughs> you are not. Yeah, you're not on a battlefield. You're not learning anything about being on a battlefield. You're you're suffering. Yep. By choosing to suffer this yes. way with your friends, it is friends, a good thing to do. It's great. It's there, but there's there. You can't make a fucking equivalency to like I'm gonna suffer the way they suffered because you know <laughs> that's what this day's for, brother. And it's like that is. Why I guess sound like Randy Savage. Kind of the <laughs> kind of the sentiment, but so apparently I don't all know. CrossFitters are people on the autism spectrum who are also Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> it's an odd combination. All I'm saying is fucking prove me wrong. All right? I'm saying There's is four they of us love sitting here. Slim Jims. There's four of us sitting here and I'm batting a thousand by <laughs> using that description. So. God bless. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Wait, Alex Jones. I found it. Macho Man Randy Savage on the autism spectrum. Got it. I do think you can die from Murph. A hundred percent. If you're sure. not... Not prepared. If I oh. tried to do Murph now, I would die. Yes. I thought you were going to use... Well, I used to go to a gym that was right next to a car dealership, and people would just fucking oh, yeah. you rip get, out of that, yeah. that maintenance Ooh, You can bay. definitely get clipped by a car, but I mean, like, if the situation's just right. If it's <laughs> as hot as it was, it's midday. Mm-hmm. If it was hot as it was last year, you don't have proper fluid intake and electrolytes going into it, and then you're just, like, dumb. And you think it's part sure. of the like process? Yeah, is don't like, do oh, I'm weak. I can't. I can't possibly <laughs> do anything to mitigate this. Don't the o- do the only not. RX. The only RX way to do Murph is to hold your breath and not drink water. <laughs> don't do that. Don't be that person. No one benefits from that person. Yeah, yeah. The only way to do Murph is to tie off your legs so you can cut off circulation to your quads to get maximum pump. You guys remember Oxygen when Annie Thor's daughter was doing those types of squats? She was doing the take the voodoo band and like cut off the circulation. Sure. Yeah. She probably still does mm-hmm. it. Mm. Man, I wonder if that works. I've seen her do that uh, for uh, like warm-ups and stuff. What is that called? Uh, blood occlusion. That's yeah. what that's called. Incl- occlusion. That's called occlusion. not being a pussy is what occlusion. it's called. Unless you yeah. do that, you are a pussy. If you, you know, do air squats without that band cutting off air circulation, including it from It feels really good when you take it off. Well, Wellborn used to. Uh, Wellborn used to. Uh, I think maybe <laughs> still fucking legs off. still program it in one of the one of the power athlete programs, but um, occluding uh, blood while doing curls. Mm, apparently, yeah. apparently, really makes those biceps j- j- jacked. <laughs> Speaking of jacked biceps, by Speaking the way, and also biceps. not helping a workout like Murph, which involves running yes. and body weight movements, mm-hmm. your boys put on a little bit of weight. Yes. Mm. He's a thick boy now. Yeah, dog. Yeah. I am Welcome a, to the club. I'm a thick, large it's human. Because you've been, it's because you've been building strength, bulking up a little bit, really hitting the squat. Sure. How much mass. is your squat up now? Your squat's got to be up 100 pounds. I don't remember now. the last time I, I squatted <laughs> heavy. <laughs> nah, I just weigh a lot now. I'm yeah. the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. Sick. Wow. How, how heavy are you? Tell I me. weigh 210 pounds. Oh, that's not that bad. No, no, no. 
metal. Thick, thick for life. Yeah. But that's impressive. At least you're well... No- See, once you start getting well north of 200, Armin, maybe it's just different for you. You have a smaller frame than me, but you start to, it starts to disappear into the rear if of the I, mirror. Isn't Armin <laughs> crossing 200, like well north of 200, at the s- roughly the same time you did? At right, age-wise? roughly the same age. age? Say goodbye yeah. to 199, Armin. Yeah, Kyle was just <laughs> cruising around doing all his workout shit well below 200 pounds. Yeah. Then... I crossed it for years at like 195 and was squatting yeah. and doing all this shit. And all of a sudden, the body was just like, here's another gear of adding mass. And then, boom, right around, right around really Armin's age, I just became much bigger. Huh. So look yeah. forward to that, I, I, Armin. I, listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind it at all yeah. because uh, it, this is really strange. Um, you know, people because who, Katie likes them thick. Is that why? Well... Uh, she likes you know, that badonk. No comment. She likes cushion for the pushing. You know what I'm at? Slapping her, <laughs> slapping her around. <laughs> uh, it's the mullet she likes. Yeah, yeah. The, the rest of it doesn't matter. Um, she likes you from the forehead up. That's right. Um, Ouch. And the nape down. <laughs> so cut out the those face. of you, <laughs> those of you who who uh, followed along. Uh, with Wadcast podcast for any period of time, mm. probably noticed something that uh, I feel like I have a very special affinity for, mm. which is my body changes dramatically <laughs> year to year. I, I mean, mm. I went through, I was like skinny fitness guy. I was like uh-huh. weighing 185 pounds. And then at one point I got up to like 202 yeah. and I was doing like a bunch of starting strength shit. And then I went back down to like 190, but stayed jacked. I think and that's a universal thing, by the way, for people who are kind of in this community is just radical body radical. changes oh, yeah. all the time. Based on whatever the new uh, semi-autistic eating and workout plan you're committed to for the next three months. That's like a whole you. year uh-huh. I got as big as I could. A whole year I got as skinny as I could. A whole year yeah. I did whatever. You mm-hmm. know? I lived yeah, that yeah. life. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the yo-yo up and down i love every fucking second of it it's still fun yeah this it's interesting is, this is like i don't even know what version this is of, of armin mm-hmm. but this is like the new version this is the <laughs> this is the armin's gonna stay over 200 pounds and yeah. just be strong and jacked and fit i just say do pure dorian yates style uh hit training from here on out just sure. continue to add mass. Just be. I'll, I don't mind being Yates. I'll be like a mini Yates. Exactly. Mini Yates. Short, intense workouts that don't need to be done too often, which fits your current lifestyle. None too too stressful in the CrossFit type way. <laughs> Actually, we could be accessing a whole nother gear for Armin because Armin, you've clearly gotten strong in your life, but you've never gotten fat strong. That's a like, good point. That's Bruh. like and you fat lifted strong. the hustle stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's There's true. Only one way to go now. I might be. I might be. The, I'm definitely not the smallest. Mm-hmm. Per, I feel like there, there's uh, one of the... Like, Leifa, I don't think, weighs as much as I do. I think she, yeah, she weighs yeah. less than I do, but she's definitely stronger than she's I She's also am. a woman. Yes. So I'm not the smallest person to ever lift the Husafel yes. stone, but I certainly am the only one to lift it in strike movements and yes. virus tights. <laughs> in case you guys want ah. to kick out some cash for that. I don't know. Armin's trying to build, buy a jacuzzi for himself. So Right there. <laughs> there, in the middle. If you want to see this podcast take place in a jacuzzi. Right, replaces sponsor. the dining room table. <laughs> I think I think if virus, virus wanted someone to go and lift the Hussafel stone, they would tap Blaine McConnell for that. Uh, Listen. <laughs> if you want to pay. As he cleans it over his head. I know that Blaine's probably watching and or listening to this. And yes, Blaine could definitely live. He probably is has already lifted the Hussafel stone. That's actually part of his rep. That's All how right. that's how he convinced Bjork to, to marry him. He was like, <laughs> I can be just as good as any of these Icelandic men. 
prove it. Yeah. <laughs> and there he was, lifting that Husafel stone. Man, we are we're roughly the roughly the same size right now. I'm like you and I. Yeah, I'm like two twelve. Mm. That's sick. But unlike you, I'm pretty sure if I just stop training, I will fall to like one eighty five. Just yeah. oh, you have to I make up the apart. difference in cookies, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mm. In, in fact, if you can bake them yourself, it's even better. If you want advice on how to keep your weight up, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, oh. I don't. You come to the professor. Your boy needs to lean out a little <laughs> bit because ring muscle ups are a struggle. <laughs> yeah. And Cliff and I are still uh, engaged in our, our, our get a muscle up competition. We'll mm-hmm. eventually check. Still going still strong. Running, still still going running. Strong. I, I got I got ten strict chin ups uh, two days ago at the gym, which That's is a PR for fucking me. Impressive. Getting more than ninety eight percent of the crossfit only ways, population. Only weighs two hundred eighty pounds right now, dude. Do you guys remember? Uh, you remember, Cliff? Yeah, that we went and did the three hundred pound uh, cross. Exactly. Yes. At that point, at that point, I was two hundred ninety six pounds, and I did six strict uh, pull ups. Yeah, this and uh, then this twenty one kipping pull ups because of yeah, Fran. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't tried kipping pull ups in a little while, but I have ten strict chin ups. Probably have I'm gonna say thirty kipping pull ups. I so should try that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, this guy named Roy who. I was at what up, Roy? I was at the gym yesterday, uh, not not CrossFit Yakara, but the other gym that I go to here in Austin. Whack. And uh, uh, I was there with Giannis, and Giannis and I were kind of like loosening up before Murph. Like he was kind of sick, and I had like pulled something in my back on Friday mm-hmm. deadlifting. So I was like, I need to I need to make sure I can fucking walk before I put on a weight vest and do Murph. And so uh, we were like getting ready to work out, and this guy walks up to me, and he's like, Oh. Are you are you Arm and Hammer? Like that's so cool. Like my name is Roy. <laughs> Introduced himself. Super cool dude. Yeah. Came up from San Antonio. Uh, now trains up here. But as we were leaving, he was like, "Listen, man, I just want to say like that workout video that you did against <laughs> the against like the really big dude Cliff <laughs> was awesome." And I had completely <laughs> forgotten, forgotten that uh-huh. we did that. Uh-huh. So we were still locked in the nightmare of trying to get the channel started. Yeah, that, that time. was like in the first month that yeah, this yeah. channel was up. Yeah, yeah which man. means that now it would be even more successful. So watch Reposts. out for that coming. Yeah, this repost week. that. And channel. by the yeah, way, we came up with a great idea for what the what roughly the thumbna- a year ago, roughly a year ago, we came up with a great idea for what the thumbnail would be. And I remember I shot it, and I was like, "Use the thumbnail," and you didn't use it. So I'm going to circle back and make sure you we're use the right to find thumbnail. That new one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should so redo it. Yeah. Well, we should now, we should now numbers, don't, numbers about don't line up. Video. Now, yeah. actually, no. You've gained weight. I've lost weight. I've lost about fifteen pounds. You guys are going to meet in you, the middle. You have increased <laughs> somehow. That'll yeah. be the name of the video. It'll be called "Meeting in the Middle." That would be interesting, Armin. If you are on a quest to gain mass, I'd but, say you're a reasonable target for you gaining mass. Two hundred thirty-five pounds. Ooh. You sound like my weightlifting coach. Yeah, yeah. all right. And but a reasonable target for me to lose weight would be 235 is pounds. Using resistance bands for the pull. My very first, my very, my very <laughs> first, uh, like real weightlifting coach uh, that I, well, not my very first, but one of my first weightlifting coaches, Bob Takano. Um, I came into his gym as a CrossFitter, weighing like soaking wet, 185 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, basically said like, "Hey, man, I have you know six months or so. Like, I just want to get a little bit better at weightlifting before next year's open." And he looked me up and down, and he was like, okay, I think you'll be pretty good as a 105. And I was like, I don't know what that... He's like, yo, Dmitry Klokov. I was like, Klokov weighs 230 pounds. He's yeah. like, yeah, 105. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> gaining 50 pounds, Bob. I that's not going to be... He's like, listen, here's how you do it. Verbatim, here's the fucking instructions he gave me. So, Chase, pay attention. You train uh-huh. by lifting really fucking heavy, right? Yeah. The way that you eat... Wait, let me write this down. 
you find a, a all-you-can-eat Chinese food buffet, become friends with the owners, and go there every single day for lunch and dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I'd put 50 pounds on. Yeah, <laughs> that that would do it. Like no, God you've just done a slow oh. motion version of, up to this time. That was 50 pounds at this time. Now that's 20 pounds. That's right. 20 pounds. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just slow. I'm just it, slow. You could do that in a weekend. And you could, you know, like the first 20 is just water from all that sodium exactly. going that, into your body. So. That sounds exactly like uh, what Matt Fraser did. Like when he first started CrossFit, like right before he first started CrossFit. Have you t- heard him t- tell that story? Yeah. About how he like would just weight lift at a local CrossFit gym and then like would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the Chinese restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah. There might so be something to that's this. that's the plan to being mm-hmm. one of the fittest. I think, the I think we piece? just uncovered one of the, one is of that the, the missing pieces. Is, is it MSG? Yeah. Is that the uh, is Actually, that the thing? Uh, you know, the body can run on carbs or ketones, but in some very exceptionally rare cases, it, it can both. run on MSG. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is that... Uh, the fifth <sighs> metabolic pathway. Yes. MSG. MSG. And creatine. That's mm-hmm. right. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's the future. The future is is a two hundred thirty pound Armin, I guess. Nice. That's so close, man. Yo, so Dude, close. You say that like that seems like so much. Uh, like guarantee yeah, that that'll, that, that'll, ha- that'll happen without you even that's gonna trying. Happen passively over any, the course of the next five years. Anytime you feel bad about gaining weight, man, just look at Lasha, clean and jerking like five hundred and fifty pounds. I too will be able to snatch four hundred and fifty pounds if I just was. Six foot seven, three hundred and twenty-five. I don't know, Armin. We don't know. We don't know how the weight would sit on your frame. I predict you can have numbers equal to snatch and clean dirt numbers equal to Lasha if you also weigh four hundred pounds. There's only one way to find out. Exactly only one way. Exactly. Let's get to four hundred <laughs> next <laughs> week on scale. <laughs> it starts today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be the world's strongest man or yeah. dead. One of the two. One of the two things. Mm-hmm. One of the two. I think both those paths lead to the same. Same in final destination, You're just like, so you know. Chase is like not exclusive. Not, Plus, not if you exclusive. just if you filled that uh, jacuzzi there just with Tren and just got in it every day and ate Chinese now food, it would be fun. That is an HBO series I'd pay for. Yes. Yeah. Just straight up gravy filled jacuzzi. Yeah. That was a taxi cab confessions. Gravy filled jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Think it. Think about that. Uh, uh, God. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> and we're back and nothing happened in interim nothing changed at all so guys game of thrones is mean? over yeah <laughs> and uh that's something we haven't talked about oh, oh we right. haven't talked game about the finale oh, yeah. oh, right. the last, last episode... time we recorded was oh. the morning of the finale mm, right and right, we right, talked right. about how wonderfully executed this entire season has been how it's been great <laughs> out of like really uh uh-huh. blowing everyone's expectations out of the water uh from D. i D. mean Weiss, it's not not doing that uh, and whatever his <laughs> other guy's name is dave derek mm-hmm. something like that dan and dave dan and dave uh dan and dave really just crushing the game and the, how excited we are about the yeah. potential of their new upcoming star wars trilogy that they're controlling and how we all woke up from that same weird fantasy dream that that was the reality, and realized that the time. You know who's we're feeling in. great now? Star Wars people. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's so moving forward. On it that. couldn't possibly have just all been the books, right? And then, uh, just a <laughs> right? little, a little bit too late, they found out that in fact it right? was. Right, was. Bobo? Was it all the books? I don't know, Daddy. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> for those listening, there's we put the microphone to the dog's face, and that's what his voice sounds like. So. Uh, 
I don't think I've ever seen a TV show take more of a massive shit in its finale <laughs> than Game of Thrones did. The context, uh, I think, I, here matters. I need to give credit where really? credit's due. I will say that the first half of the episode up to the point where uh, he stabs, uh, Jon Snow stabs Daenerys, I thought was... Spoilers. Was... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we're 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 in this territory, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're I mean, already there, it. folks. Obviously, but uh, we don't even have to use names. People get it when the one yeah. guy stabs the yeah. other person. Up till that point, I thought, huh, this is reasonably well made in a sane way. Up to that point, but go on. Well, um, nothing really continued to make any sense. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Everything continued to make zero sense. Yeah, we can't even really talk. It's like, it's very difficult to talk about the finale on its own, like, merits, because and believe me, even on its own merits, there's some big, big, big things to talk about uh, that are, are, are not great. Um, but it's like, at this point, there's no real characters or stories or threads left that mean anything, really. And I, I know that sounds like hyperbole, but it really is the case where it's like, what could they have even done short of, like, characters start pulling off masks and revealing that they're lizard people or something like that which would have been badass what could they really do to you know to to create a satisfying or interesting ending almost nothing because they had already squandered every bit of the momentum they they could have done literally anything else i think and it could have been a better by 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 evidence of the of the version that's floating around on twitter and, and reddit of the finale tying everything up with the score mm-hmm. of everybody wants to rule the world playing. Yeah. You know the song everybody wants to rule the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like tear, that? tears for tears, tears. tears. Yeah, mm-hmm. tears for fears. Incredible. Yeah, made me feel so much better about how everything went. I would have loved that actually. That would have been preferable. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of stuff they could have done. Well, it's so funny. I actually was watching a video the other day just to kind of kick off a whole uh, separate topic of conversation about this episode, uh, where someone played back to back. Spoilers, everybody. Uh, Bran being named the mm-hmm. the, uh, the the king and saying that's what I was always here for. And then a clip Why from do like you think two. I came here. Yes, cl- a clip from two seasons ago when Bran says, "I can. I can't. I'm not the Lord of Winterfell. I can never be Lord of anything. Not anymore. After he'd already become the that's Raven right, because he's three-eyed Raven. <laughs> which, yeah, by yeah. the way, only like." Two or, or three of the human beings in that uh, in that council even knew what the fuck was the Red Raven is or who yep. Bran was. Uh, None of them had ever met him before. Yeah. How mm-hmm. uh, fucking Yara? Because his story is the most interesting. She laughs at democracy, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's what the fucking King's Moot is. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's democracy. And by the way, the deal that she was so fucking uh, uh, you know, loyal to Daenerys for. The deal was that the Iron Islands would be their own kingdom yeah. again, and yet she's like, "Yeah, let's get this. Let's get Bran. Yeah, let's be united under Bran." And Sansa's like, "I'm, I'm not down with that shit. That's my yep. younger brother. I don't give a fuck about him." Yep. Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, and, and everyone like, was just cool with oh, okay, everything. Sure. Yeah, let's, man. Let's let's put the Starks yeah. in control. Like, of literally yep. everything. Yep. Yeah. That the, uh, yeah, that that the decision came down to Tyrion's little speech of. Uh, it's about stories, meta. Everything's about stories, and the best story is this because we're being meta here for the second. Something. They even tried to tie in like that the the rumor that Samwell was not Samwell, Sam, Turley, Tarly, what Tarly. the fuck ever. Might uh, as well that, be Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, yeah. That he was the person writing the book of Fire and Ice, right? Uh-huh. They tried to tie that in, but it was so shittily done. How is Tyrion not in that fucking book? By the exactly. way, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. He's been the hand to three kings. Yep. 
He literally was was the what? start of him getting kidnapped by uh, by uh, uh, Stark, uh, Catelyn Stark. What is what kicked yeah. off the fucking civil war? That and, started and by the way, this thing. it's a reference. It's a reference to when Tyrion, like Tyrion, was omitted from the history of the battle where he con- was a very consequential Blackwater, part, yeah. and it was kind of this evidence of the fact that even the great people who move battles and move history are sometimes forgotten. But that happens within the context of the prevailing the people who won were aggressively antagonistic towards Tyrion Lannister yeah. and therefore omitted him from the history that whereas now it makes no sense why he wouldn't be a significant and a very yes. official part of the history he was on trial for having murdered the fucking king yeah. at some point uh-huh. yeah. still the most likely suspect in most people's eyes yes yeah but All no right. he definitely shouldn't be in that book hey remember uh, the <laughs> song of ice and fire yeah, man. Uh, remember be... when? Remember when Jon Snow uh, forgot that he definitely always did the right thing for the right reasons at the right time, yeah. And, yeah. and couldn't wrap his brain around having to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons, and was like, "I don't know if I've done the right thing." She's my queen. Damn, that was uh, spot on impersonation. Guys, that's, guys, that's actually but, slightly better than Kit Harrington. Guys, look, what we're doing to Game of Thrones. We're doing member berries with Game of Thrones, but only the bad things. Doing member berries. Yeah. Hey, remember that? Remember the bad part? Yeah. Hey, remember well, that? Remember and that? We are doing that. So. Okay. Well, apologies. Good apologies. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like it's the kind of thing where uh, that the wit, what I. And I know we. I've, I certainly haven't been on talking in the last couple of weeks. That everyone. I'm assuming you guys talked about the burning of the city and all yeah, of that sort of stuff, etc. And and the cool. So it's like I love this. It, where I'm conflicted is certain things actually make sense as end games for Game of Thrones. You know, and again, spoiler territory, everyone. But Daenerys burning down the city and realizing that this whole march has really been the march of a tyrant the whole time, and it lets you know that oh, this is what like leading a tyrant into power feels like it feels like you're on a very noble quest the whole time would have been a fantastic end game for the thing i love that bran even being the king say even that could have been if it were developed an interesting thing because the entire story the entire song of fire and ice begins with him being pushed out of a window which is the inciting incident of literally everything else that happens after it so him ultimately becoming king in a sword in the stone sort of a way almost kind of makes sense various things make sense on paper but the fact is you would have had to have written towards those in some significant way you would have had to have given Daenerys an acute emotional trauma that would have pushed her to being a villain like Jon Snow dying and like Cersei and assassinating Jon Snow and her killing him or her her, uh, burning the city as revenge or something like that but in their fear and I really believe that this is the case of killing off any characters that people liked because again one thing that people aren't talking enough about is the fact that in the entire last season of this extremely bloody show really aside from varies and a couple other people no s- no significant yeah, characters no one that died people until the last two episodes basically yeah, no one dies and then you know yeah, a couple people in the very very end game but they all wanted everyone i guess to show up for the big teddy bear jamboree and as a result they just I don't know what. I really don't. And it's just sort of the thing. They, they were handicapped in well, a way, and I believe this is their fault, from being able to write anything interesting that actually motivated any of these things to happen. Well, we're also handicapped by the fact that this is coming at the same cultural moment as uh, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is wrapping up. And we've just had Infinity War oh, yeah. and Endgame, where Infinity War 
half the cast, including some of the most beloved characters, got wiped out. We dealt with that trauma. Yeah. And it's like, they didn't okay. even have a. They didn't even have a. Well, I won't. I want to spoil Endgame because I care about Endgame. But some significant characters die, and more consequential characters die in Endgame than do in uh, Game of Thrones. Indeed. Yeah. I, um, I have I have almost nothing positive to say about Game of Thrones at this point, other than the first. Maybe six seasons, but definitely the first oh, five seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. are fucking yeah. awesome. Yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it it's interesting. So this is the, the thing that I'm most looking forward to. Actually, mm-hmm. I picked the up fan remake of the last two seasons. Oh fuck it, doesn't even matter. <laughs> I I picked up Game of Thrones at season five. I want to say I didn't watch the first four seasons. I watched mm. like half yeah, the yeah. first season, mm. but I'd read I'd read all the books, and I was like, fuck it, I'm we're, I'm caught up. Nothing like mm-hmm. nothing's gonna surprise me mm-hmm. here. So I haven't seen those first handful of seasons. The I've seen really good season five, pretty good season six, mm-hmm. garbage seven and oh, eight. Oh, you haven't gone back and watched I haven't them? gone back and watched really? it, but neither has Weird, Katie. Huh? Katie oh. started watching yeah. it in season six. Yeah. So I've, I've been trying to convince her to sit down and re-watch those first four or five seasons it's, with me. It's, it's pretty good. Because they're completely different characters. Yeah. They're actually interesting and smart and well thought out. And there's... There's scenes I, I saw a scene of like Tyrion, um, you know, disciplining Joffrey basically, mm-hmm. and you know, someone saying Joffrey's like, "You can't threaten the king." He's like, "I'm not threatening the king. I'm I'm disciplining my nephew." Uh-huh. He goes, "Now, if you speak again, I'm gonna make sure you fucking die. That's a threat." And I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh fuck, where's this Tyrion been uh-huh. for the past three seasons?" Now we yeah, have a yeah. bumbling moron that talks about stories being the reason why yeah. we have kings. By the way, the last Night King lived for a thousand years and only died because fucking uh brand was a moron mm-hmm. and so what we're gonna have like an infinite god emperor yeah. sitting on the fucking Which, throne by the way an- another thing another Tight. thing is imagine all of the fucking ways imagine all the fucking ways in which you could like you have Tyrion. he's with daenerys Tyrion is very very smart he sees things coming around the corner how does she end up turning bad it could have done so many interesting things with the idea of him fully supporting her and then something happens and she needs to get revenge and she actually wants something or anything and instead they just had everyone sort of slowly melt into convenient endgame characters mm-hmm. you know like Tyrion slowly melts into an idiot who could be duped daenerys slowly melts into a bad guy with no real discernible things motivating it they they're there but they're so thin like what's her name getting her head cut off and pushed off of the fucking castle uh miss sunday yeah yeah, whoever i don't i like i literally don't know that character's name that is how insignificant she is uh and that you missed some critical episodes (laughs) um but (laughs) i'm just saying that that whole thing don't Don't talk about gray worms boo like that exactly yeah dog but they could have done so many interesting things with what are the circumstances under which someone who always thinks he can see what's coming could have not seen this coming. That could have been an interesting thing. Or you realize that it doesn't matter who you put your faith in. If someone has absolute power, they're always capable of suddenly having a temper tantrum if their love is killed and blah, 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 blah. But instead, we have no meaning. We have no events. We just sort of have blurg. I would like to say... And I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own horn here. Mm. We, re- we recorded we recorded our, we recorded our last episode talking about Game of Thrones the Sunday, the morning of that finale. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think it would be really fucking cool if at some point you know uh, Daenerys understands that John is gonna be uh, betraying her, asks like says uh, you know Jacaris 
to Drogon, who mm-hmm. like breathes fire on him. He does like the Night King thing, walks through the fire because it's Targaryen. He's mm-hmm. immune to dragon yeah. fire. Stabs her in the stomach. Drogon goes crazy and destroys the throne. And mm-hmm. John becomes the king in a way that isn't of the Iron Throne because the Iron Throne is a Targaryen thing and he's mm-hmm. both a Stark and a Targaryen and sets up his own new thing that's like mm-hmm. a good kingdom. That's almost like a poetic and appropriate ending to the whole series. That, yeah. al- that would almost be a poetic and appropriate ending to the Song of Ice and Fire. Sure would. But instead, Why isn't Bran the Three-Eyed Raven being king above the wall? <laughs> My favorite... <laughs> <laughs> this is my great question. But either way, by the way, John my, knows my, favorite, my, my, my favorite interpretation, by the, my favorite interpretation, this is not mine, I saw it in a meme, but the uh, that Drogon, uh, he sees Daenerys stabbed by a sword, and then he's immediately like, and then he means like, fuck swords, and he sees a bunch of swords and melts them <laughs> because they killed his Pointy mom. Pointy thing, yeah. Pointy uh, and, and Solid meme. There was uh-huh. a moment in that episode, fucking, uh, you know, John walks up, stabs McQueen, and yeah. then. Drogon goes crazy, melts the throne, and I was like, "I called it! It's fucking happening! It's uh, fucking happening!" And then mm-hmm. the, the everything got flushed into the toilet. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what happened after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened. Bunch of dumb bullshit. <sighs> but uh, yeah, yeah very so now tr- very weird how by killing the queen or the king, you don't get to become the king or queen in the given cir- circumstances. But other circumstances, yeah. you totally yeah, can. totally. Also with Highlander. There can be only one. There can be only one. If I you're mean, surrounded by your own troops and you do, then you do. But yeah. he was surrounded by her troops, so they captured him instead. It's just mm-hmm. really fascinating to wow. me that, that Sansa and Bran and Arya, all three of whom, and Sam, all four of whom know that Jon is the rightful heir to the throne, uh, all of them shit. were like, you know, fuck that guy, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How about Bran? Mm-hmm. How about this guy who we don't know? And no this one. This guy that we're going to have a whole, whole war of succession with as soon as he dies yeah. because he yeah. can't have children. It don't work. An entire, an entire show, by the way, about jealousy, power games, family lineage, and names. And no one has a problem with both kingdoms being ruled by two Starks. Just never was brought yeah, up. That, that Not whole, objected that to at all. That scene was just garbage. What man. is. I mean, it just. And How did they even get a, assembled there that quickly? And secondly. Well. Why was everybody cool with everybody? Everything can be summed up in that one moment when Sansa goes, the the North will remain an independent kingdom. And everyone goes, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is the difference between this and the George R.R. Martin version. The George R.R. Martin version is, how did big power exchanges happen in olden times? Lots of betrayal and death and things that went on forever. In in this world, in the the D&D world, the the, the David and Dan world, it is... Cool. Yeah. Because in the George R. R. Martin version of this same thing happening, where okay, the queen is dead now, there's a council convening. That the that George R. R. Martin version would have taken up a whole episode. There'd have been fifteen separate pro- conversations that were walks through gardens as people whispered yes. things and, and tried to John scheme behind Snow would have backs. died because. Uh huh. And then finally, the after whispers. all the behind the scenes deal making <laughs> and backstabbing, would finally result in the one perfect, appropriate Game of Thrones thing arrived it's, at in all the right ways. It's really it is really jarring to think that this sort of ending is of the same show that that beheaded Ned Stark for yep. doing the right thing <laughs> yep. Yep. for being the good guy yep that that fucking murdered Jon Snow for being the good guy yep 
it, it just it blows my fucking mind that this the the decline the red wedding the, that did the red fucking wedding the decline in fucking uh, in quality and creativity from from the tippy top even from the fucking average episode from previously yeah, into it's like these even episodes like, again it's just like it's like even stuff like the fucking death of Ramsey Bolton he had the dogs his dogs killed him. That makes sense. It works for me. I'll take it as a thing, you know. And then the, the death of the literal Night King, and it, it was just spoilers, everybody. Arya does some of her freaky ninjutsu and like stabs him at an angle where he's not looking. Which, by the way, <laughs> that's one, it. One of my favorite things about that scene is uh, uh, the D and D guys made it made a point to add an extra 15 minutes of them explaining all the shit that they couldn't oh figure god out i didn't right watch that but what did so they say well, they have an explanation of that of Arya killing the night king oh and god. here's their explanation let me know if this sounds familiar because of course this was all very clearly laid out and set up in the in the show uh-huh. uh aria understood that she after she was told by um melisandra that she will kill things with brown eyes green eyes and blue eyes she understood what her task was to be and she also understood that the only way to kill the night king is to kill him with a a a, a dragon uh sorry uh, valerian steel blade mm-hmm. in the wound area that he was originally stabbed in that turned him into the night king mm. to begin with which was Obviously, very clearly set up in the show. She knew exactly where she was stabbing. How him. would she have known that? Um. Well, she just does, right? I mean, cool. Uh, just the same way that she can disappear and reappear, like anime style. Yeah. Like Dragon Ball Z. Like <laughs> Yo, <just yeah>. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> whatever that move was called. I don't remember. The Piccolo man. Uh. Yeah. She. She apparently was supposed to stab him in the exact spot that he was stabbed hmm. to create the Night King to begin with, and, oh. and she definitely knew uh, that yeah. and aimed for it. Wait, they is, said that in the after the episode. After the episode, well, the did they explain it more than that? That was like, the explanation. Oh, the first time that we saw the Night King, he was uh, shirtless and bathing, and you saw the cut yeah. like, right there on his stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, because like they remember they were they were kind of she was kind of crushing on him a little bit, and she noticed the scar, and she asked him about it, and he's like, "Oh, that. It's a long story." Happened and a long time smoked ago. Smoked a cigarette in the scene. Yeah. No scene. Remember oh, yeah. when he was like setting up fucking spirals of dead bodies for no fucking reason? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that was I just kind of a red herring. He can't talk. Remember so when she could can... do masks? Yeah. <laughs> and could have <laughs> been brand. Seemed like a wasted talent. The only way that the Night King can communicate that his main goal is buttholes is to create <laughs> sculptures <laughs> of buttholes. He's like, I'm just trying to tighten like, your buttholes. <laughs> it turns out that his entire plan was to work his way Somebody. down. Turns out that his entire plan was to work his way down all the way from the north so we could impregnate Bran. <laughs> <laughs> that was his goal. Butthole. Yep. See butthole. Uh, yeah. See butthole run. All right. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is fucking garbage. Star mm-hmm. Wars is absolutely yep. fucked. As it turns yep. out, by the way, the three-eyed raven can have kids. If he has butt sex with the Night King, that's the only way. Yep. It's the only is. way the kingdom could perpetuate itself. Turn into a, a dragon lineage. and fuck a human. You're that's the one that's what's going to happen. 
I don't even want to talk about that last scene. They're they're in the council, the privy council made up of just chair action. So much chair action. The privy council made up of everyone that's left over from previous (laughs) episodes. They're like, ah, what do we do? Well, I don't know. Why don't we just fucking put brawn on the fucking privy council? Seems seems like a good idea. You know, the guy who like three seasons ago didn't understand how banks or money works, just Mm -hmm. wanted a lot of fucking gold and is now like the the owner of of three of fucking three of the biggest castles of the fuck mm-hmm. all right so uh it's gonna come up it's yeah, glow up dog it's definitely a come Ron up glue up he's the jay-z of the world of of uh the westeros yeah what's <laughs> west of westeros by the way i don't know we'll find out god i hope the my brother's map. answer was westestos <laughs> thanks z uh, so that's it, guys. I don't, I'm done with Game of Thrones and uh, forever, forever. By the way, well, by except the way, for it's, it's rewatching as, the first handful. Yeah, of seasons. yeah. It's, as far as, as people are joking about the the whole petition to remake it and everything, and it's true, no one's going to remake the uh, season with the same cast or anything like that. But you better believe that if the books are written in any form and given the fact that they will use any excuse to remake anything, uh, that even if these episodes had been good, there was a strong chance that the series was probably going to be remade in some form. So especially now that it was bad and that there's going to be other new books with new material to adapt, it would not surprise me at all if there was like, let's say, a three-film trilogy that basically picks up where uh, the uh, new books, the, uh, the, the latter three books uh, begin and just assumes the entire first five seasons as mythology and after recasts, the Battle of the Bastards on and, from there no. and just recasts everybody and is released by some studio or Netflix or HBO in the uh, in the future. So mm-hmm. don't don't be surprised. What am I saying? Netflix, of well, course, HBO. Have, HBO has five yeah. different Westeros set shows in development yes. right now. Is one of them uh, about a little explorer Arya? Aria the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> she does look like Dora the Explorer. Uh, which, by the way, is a movie that's coming out. I guess. Now I, I saw a trailer oh, yeah. for it, and I was like, "This, I've seen this, and uh. this is not a kids' movie." <laughs> Next, Barney, super CGI, mm. looking all badass and cute, purple T Rex. T Rex. All right. Uh, yeah, there are five. There are five spinoffs. Stan Winston, practical purple T Rex. Let's fucking do yeah. it. Uh, let's go and wrap it up here, guys. I know it's good. I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on the fattest Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Chase Five Hundred Four on Instagram and YouTube. <sighs> Jan <laughs> McGonster. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody. For all your support, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, shout out RX State of Mind. Yeah, what up? Thanks for all those shirts, folks. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. Later.